Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. We are living in very strange times at this moment. And if you think about it, it's, it's a bit surreal. Over the last nine months, over three lockdowns, our government has been informing us on a daily basis through our TVs and news programmes about this pandemic, uh, this virus, COVID-19. They tell us all of the facts, facts that we need to know, and we have to listen to those facts and, of course, act on the information given to us. So today, I want to talk to you about listening. And I have called this sermon, Staying Connected. You see, listening is so important in life and crucial to making um, relationships work. We have uh, built into us the need and the want to be listened to because being listened to communicates things like worth, love and respect. And listening is so important and yet we live in a day and an age where there is so many distractions to listening. Just ask my wife Sue. There are so many distractions that make it more and more difficult for us to listen to what's being said. But more importantly, it's the same when it comes to our ability to listen, listen to what God is saying to us in our lives at this time. About 125 years ago, 130 years ago, the fastest method of long distance communication was the telegraph. Now, I, 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 I'm reminded of this story of this young man who applied for this job. It, it was a Morse code operator uh, in, in, on the telegraph. And answering an ad in the, uh, in the local paper, he went to an address that was listed. When he arrived, he entered a large, busy office and it was filled with noise and clatter and clatter and noise and, and including in the background the sound of a telegraph ticking away. A sign on the receptionist's desk said that job seekers had to fill out a form and then wait. Wait until they had been summoned to enter the, the, uh, the, the inner office. The young man, he filled out the form. He then sat down with the other applicants who were waiting there. After a few minutes, the young man stood up. He crossed the room and went to the door in the inner office and walked right in. Naturally, the other applicants, they perked up wondering what was going on. They muttered among themselves that they hadn't heard a summons coming from the inner office and they assumed that the young man had went into the office had made a mistake. Within a few minutes, however, 
the employer escorted the young man out of the office. And then he said to the other applicants, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming, but the job has been filled. The other applicants began grumbling to each other and one spoke up saying, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't understand. He was the last to come in through the door and we never got the chance for, uh, to be interviewed, yet he still got the job. That's not fair. The employer said, I'm sorry, but all the time you've been sitting here, the telegraph has been ticking out the following message in Morse code. If you understand this message, then come right in, the job is yours. None of you heard it or understood it or listened to it. This young man did, so the job is his. Friends, we live in a world that is full of busyness, full of noise and clatter, just like that office. Even if we are in lockdown at this moment in time, even if we are keeping our social distances from friends and family and people, even if we are working from home, we still seem to get distracted easily these days. I know I do. Today, people are so distracted that they are unable to hear. Yes, friends, hear that still small voice of God as he speaks to them. So what about us this morning? Are we tuned in to God's voice? Do we hear him when he is speaking to us? Are we even listening? John 8 verse 47 says, He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Now I've got to say this morning that I wasn't even going to preach this message, but I have been burdened to share this message with you. And I've got a desire in me this morning to say that God is still trying to communicate us with us. He is not self-isolating. He is not keeping social distance from us. So we need to be more aware of the times when God is speaking to us as a church. We need to be more aware of the times when God is speaking to us individually, personally. And the first thing we have got to do to hear God's voice is tune in, friends. Tune in. We can't listen to smooth radio, radio one or radio two, unless our radio is tuned in, friends tuned into the right station on the right frequency. And it's the same when it comes to God's voice. We can't hear God's voice unless we are tuned in to him. So I want to tune in now with some scripture. 1 Samuel 3 verses 1 to 10 says this. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. 
And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you, call me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you, called me. And he answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be that if he calls you, that you, mu that, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called out as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Here we have got Samuel lying in the temple. Candles were still lit. So it's around about one or two in the morning and he can't quite get to sleep. Probably his mind is going over everything, everything that I had learnt that day. He's about 10 years old and was living with Eli the priest. You see, his mother had dedicated him to the Lord as a baby. So Samuel, as a boy, was learning the functions of a priest. So here he is trying to get some sleep. And he hears somebody call out his name. And he runs to Eli and says, here I am, what do you want? And Eli says, I've not called you, Samuel. Go back to bed. Three times, three times that happens before Samuel, Eli catches on that God is the one calling Samuel. Eli then gives him some instructions on hearing from God, tells him what to do if God calls again. And then he goes back to bed and Samuel hears the voice of God and then listens to what God has to say. You see, at the beginning, Samuel didn't quite know what was going on. He, bought, he thought that Eli was calling him. He wasn't tuned in to God. The scripture says in verse 7 that the word of the Lord was not yet being revealed to him. So what about us this morning? Have we tuned in to God in our lives? Can we tell? Can I ask you, can we tell when he's speaking to us? I love the story of the Native American, he was in fact a Red Indian, who was visiting his friend in New York a few years ago. And they were walking near Times Square in Manhattan. And it was during the noon rush hour. So the streets were rammed with people. Cars were honking their horns. 
Taxis were squealing around corners, sirens were wailing, and the sound of the city was almost deafening. Suddenly the Native American says, I hear a cricket. His friend says, what man, are you crazy? You couldn't possibly hear a cricket in all of this noise. No, he said, I'm sure of it. I hear a cricket. That's crazy, said his friend. The Native American, he listens again, turning his head from side to side, and then he walks across the street. And he comes to a big cement planter with some shrubs growing in it. He looks down into the bushes and beneath the branches, and sure enough, he sees a cricket. His friend was utterly amazed. That's incredible, he said. You must have superhuman ears. No, he said, my ears are no different from yours. It all depends on what you are listening for. But that can't be, said his friend. I could never hear a cricket in all of this noise. No, you probably can't. You see, it depends on what you are listening for. Here, let me show you. He reached into his pocket, he pulls out a few coins and he discreetly drops them on the pavement. And then with the noise of the crowded street still blaring in everybody's ears, they notice that every head within 20 feet turned to see if the money was theirs. There, you said, see what I mean? It all depends on what you are listening for. Friends, I want to say this morning that if we are tuned into God, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. It, we might be stuck at home in lockdown or even being furloughed from our jobs. We might be working from home. We might be at home all alone. We might even be recovering from the virus or from something else. It doesn't matter, you see, because we will hear him speak. So this morning, are we tuned in? Well, let me say that there are a number of ways that God can speak to us in our lives. We can read through the Old Testament and see the different stories Stories, the Bible is full of people who have heard from God in one way or another. Some had visions, some others had visitations, others still spoke with God himself. I'm reminded uh, about how when God and Adam were just chilling in the garden, chit-chatting, I love that. How about when God spoke to Noah about building a huge boat? How about when God spoke to Abraham and told him you could have all the land where he set his feet? How about when God spoke to Moses through a burning bush or spoke to Balaam through his donkey? How about in the New Testament where Paul saw the resurrected Jesus on that dusty road to Damascus and heard him speak. Wow, I suppose that we can't help but think, wow, I wish God would speak to me like that. 
Maybe, maybe there should be uh, booms of thunder and, and clouds and smoke when God speaks to us. Or, or maybe angels doing the river dance on the duvet in front of us when God speaks would be a good sign. Maybe some plant in our back garden utters some words. Or maybe our cat wants a chat. Do you know what would happen if God spoke to us like that? We'd do a runner. We couldn't handle it. It would scare us to death. The thing is, a lot of people think that God speaks through these signs, these, these burning bush experiences, and he still does. But rarely these days, that's how God speaks to us. So while he doesn't often reveal himself to us in those ways, he does reveal himself in various other ways. Now I know that for some of us, this is very basic stuff. But as I said earlier, God has put on my heart to tell you that God wants to remind us today that he is still speaking to us in these strange times. So when you think about it, firstly, God speaks through the fivefold ministry. What's that, you might say? Well, Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12 says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Whenever you sit in a service like this, whether it's in church, which is rare these days because of COVID, or whether it's online, which it most probably is, you could be hearing from God. He can speak through our pastors. He can speak through our wider eldership. He can speak through the worship. And God's goal through the fivefold ministry is to bring the body of Christ, us, into a place, friends, a place of maturity, a place of education, and a place of blessing and knowledge. Secondly, God speaks through his word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The written word of God, friends, first and foremost, is the most important way that God speaks to us. It is not just the word of God. It is a word from God. The Bible is the one thing, friends, that we can be sure of in our Christian walk. It is the litmus test we need to compare with to make sure that we are walking, friends, walking on that right path, God's path. God's direction, north, God's way. Thirdly, God speaks through his Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is also known as that inward witness, that still, small voice. 
And for believers today, it is through the indwelling uh, presence of the Holy Spirit that we are able to hear God's voice and know his will in our lives. Through the Holy Spirit, we receive direction, we receive guidance, and we receive encouragement. The Holy Spirit will give us a peace when we are on that right path and an uneasiness when we have stepped offline a little bit. And fourthly, friends, there is always prayer. Prayer. If you are looking and listening for God, you will find him on your knees in prayer. Remember, a person who prays is a threat to Satan's kingdom. Friends, it is the engine room of church life. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why did it take Eli the priest, priest and Samuel the young boy three times, three times to finally figure out that it was God who was calling? Well, in the case of Samuel, the answer is really very simple. He hadn't been instructed on how to recognise God's voice. He was a young boy who was an apprentice and learning, still learning the ropes. But Eli the priest, now that was a different story. You see, Eli had allowed himself to wander from God's grace. Eli had allowed corruption to permeate the ministry that God had charged him to oversee. You see, Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were also priests and they treated the ministry with utter contempt. These religious leaders didn't honour God and they robbed God by putting themselves first. They were arrogant and Eli's dad, Eli their dad, did nothing to stop them. And you can read all about their story in 1 Samuel chapter 2. But did you notice the problem mentioned in the very first verse of our Bible reading today? You see, the thing was, God wasn't talking to Eli or his sons anymore. Verse 1 tells us clearly that prophecy and visions from God had almost stopped. Verse 1, it says, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. God had just pulled away, removed himself from the ministry that Eli and his sons did. So it's no wonder, friends, it's no wonder that Eli failed to recognise God's call. Friends, I want to tell you that God still struggles to speak to his people today. He still desires to come to us. He still desires to draw close to us. But in reality, at times we have removed ourselves further away. We do things that have not pleased him when we don't give him first place in our lives, when we fail to worship him or when we don't revere his word. We do to ourselves what Eli did. 
we put ourselves in a position to miss God's voice, to miss God's voice, friends, when he is speaking to us. And friends, anything that separates us from God is not beneficial. And the scary thing is that if we persist with our lives without him in first place, he will turn away from us and we will no longer be able to hear his voice. God is still speaking today, but are we tuned in to his voice? So how do we position ourselves to hear better the voice of God? Well, some years ago, there was a popular song by a singer called Kenny Rogers, and it was called Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Friends, if we look for God in all the wrong places, guess what? We won't find God. If we are looking in the wrong places and think that we hear God's voice, watch out, friends, watch out. You see, God promises not to be in, in, in horoscopes, not to be in tarot cards or fortune cookies, not to be in aliens from outer space, not to be in soaps, even if there might be a good storyline, not even in Gypsy Rose Lee's fireside chaps. So where do we look? Consider where Samuel was when God called to him. He was in the temple. He was in the place where God has promised to be. And today we hear God's voice in the temple and it comes to us through the wonderful sacraments. It comes to us in the Lord's table. It comes to us through the proclamation of the cross and the resurrection. It comes to us in the forgiveness that we receive when we confess our sins. It comes to us when we study his word and it comes to us in our worship of him. Yes, friends, it comes to us where God has promised to speak to us in our lives, lives that are obedient to his ways. So friends, for us to hear God clearly, we have got to get rid of the distractions, those distractions in our lives. We have to be so tuned in to God that no interference can cut in at all. Have you ever been listening on the radio and this really great song comes on? In my case, it'd be something from the 60s. And you're grooving and dancing to the music. You know, you're carried away there, dancing away. And then suddenly the music, it fades away. And all you hear is static. That's interference. We have got to get rid of the interference. And to do that, it could mean that we have to reposition ourselves and our lives to get a better reception. It could mean that we are going out of range because we have moved too far away from the source. Friends, let's get rid of the interference by cutting out the distractions.
drop what we're doing that's not right, that is not pleasing to God, and draw nearer and closer to him. Because, friends, and I'm finishing with this, the more tuned in we are, and the closer we get to him, the louder we will hear his voice. God bless you all this morning. May you receive a blessing from Jesus.